0: howdy and welcome to wise about texas your award-winning texas history podcast this is your host ken wise thank you so much for tuning in for a little bit of texas history today this podcast is being recorded and released in the high holy days of texas history So I hope you're participating in many of the events around the state commemorating the Texas Revolution. Uh, Myself, I just got back from uh, four days at the Texas State Historical Association annual meeting. I'm very proud to let all my listeners know I was elected second vice president of that organization. So if things continue as normal, I'll be president in a couple of years. It's such an honor to be asked to be involved in that association. The Texas State Historical Association was organized appropriately enough on March the 2nd in the year 1897. And it is uh, it has been headed by many, many wonderful people. Our current president this year will be Lance Lolly from Austin, Texas, a good friend of mine. And I'm looking forward to serving with all of the officers uh, and to joining that group for the Texas State Historical Association. You might be most familiar with the association because of the handbook of texas and now that's online the handbook of texas online is where you should always start your texas history research it's where i start and you will find tremendous and unmatched resources on that site go to tshaonline.org and enjoy all the resources of the texas state historical association so it's been a big week and uh Today, I'm going to do a quick episode, and I'm going to follow it up with some more uh, quick episodes on some of the Alamo defenders that you may not have heard of, and we're going to start today with a gentleman named Jose Toribio Lozoya. Jose Lozoya was born in 1808. He was born in the Alamo neighborhood, April 1808, as a matter of fact, Um, the Lozoya house was a two-room structure, it was made out of stone, and it had been the uh, house of some of the Mission Indians for the Alamo, uh, but it was deeded to the Lasoya family, and it was near the southwest corner of the Alamo, and I'll talk about that uh, when we get to the getting there section. He uh, Lasoya married Maria Francisca Kerbier and fathered three children. He was also a member of the what's commonly known the Alamo de Paras Military Company. Uh, their official name was the Second Flying Company of San Carlos de Paris. Now let me tell you a little bit about that unit. Because you hear about a lot about these flying companies in Texas history, and it's sometimes confusing what they what they actually were. The second flying company was a company of about a hundred Lancers, and they had come. From Mexico, from Coahuila. And they came, this particular company came to Texas in 1803. Now, by 1803, the Alamo was no longer a mission. It had been secularized. And that's where the uh, company took up residence. So the mission was very quickly used as a fort. And the reason they sent that flying company into San Antonio was to reinforce the small garrison at the Bejar Presidio because. Uh, 1803 may stick in your mind. Um, Spain returned Louisiana to France in 1800. And France, uh, through the Louisiana Purchase, sold Louisiana to the United States. So now all of a sudden, Spain had the United States on its border. So it was concerned uh, about invasion and reinforced the garrison with the second flying company. Now, uh... Second Flying Company of San Carlos de Paras is a little bit hard to say many times, so they started being called La Compañía del Alamo. Now, again, forgive me, as I've said many times on this podcast, my Spanish pronunciation is not perfect, Um, but they would call it the, the Alamo Company or simply El Alamo. And some say that's how the mission came to be known, as the Alamo. And when the Gutierrez-McGee expedition reached Bahar in 1813, many of the company of Alamo de Paris uh, joined, left the, the uh, Spanish army and joined the insurgent army. Well, fast forward past that, and you had the Mexican Revolution, at which point the Spanish forces became Mexican forces, and the company of the Alamo was sent to build Fort to Noxtedlan, and LaSoya was in the company at that time. Now we're in 1830, and we're in an area that is present-day Burleson County. So LaSoya and his fellow members of the company are charged with building a fort. Um, And the reason they picked this part, or this site, was that it was about halfway to Nacogdoches down the old San Antonio Road. If you're driving around in Burleson County and many other counties in that area, you'll see a state highway sign OSR, the old San Antonio Road. And where that road crossed the Brazos River on its way to Nacogdoches is the strategic site that uh, was selected. The General Manuel de Mieri was the general who selected the site. we picked a high bank on the uh, west side of the Brazos, the high side, as we call it, those of us that run around the Brazos River. And um, it, was a, it was a very prominent site and a great spot for a fort. A community grew up around the fort, as it often does. In the city council of San Felipe de Austin, the capital of Austin's colony, the city council called the Ayuntamiento in Spanish, decided to build a road to the fort. So it was a, a very important site. Uh, when it was built. But for various reasons, as tension rose uh, between settlers and their Mexican government, uh, it was decided to evacuate the garrison out of the fort, and uh, the fort was no longer uh, viable. This is by 1832. However, uh, the community, the settlement, uh, did remain viable for many years, uh, up till almost the Civil War. So LaSoya finds himself back in Behar. So let's, let's trace him. Let's recap for a minute. LaSoya is living in Behar with his family. He joins the Spanish army. The Spanish army becomes the Mexican army. He ends up back in Behar in 1832. But as you'll recall, this is the time when Santa Ana changes his mind, to put it lightly. And converts from a Federalist to a dictator. So by the fall of 1835, Lasoya and many others had left the Mexican army to enlist in uh, the army that was going to oppose Santa Ana's government. So Lasoya enlists in the company of Tejano rebels commanded by Juan Seguin. As events unfolded in the fall of 1835, the La Soya family had to leave their home because the structures around the Alamo became occupied uh, by the rebel army, the Texian army, and, uh, of course, Santa Ana heads toward San Antonio. And just as a reminder, you had the Battle of Gonzales in 1835, October 1835, the famous come-and-take-it flag, etc., then you had the Battle of Concepcion, and you can go back to episode three to learn about that important battle. Then you have the Siege of Bejar in the fall and winter of 1835, where the Texians finally capture the town. And LaSoya participated in the Siege of Bejar in Juan Seguin's company. And uh, after that, uh, the, the area around Alamo was occupied by the Texians, and Santa Ana's on his way. Now, Juan Seguin rode from away from the Alamo. He left the Alamo as a courier, delivering messages from Travis, but he left some of his men behind. And Jose Toribio LaSoya was one of those men. Now LaSoya's wife and three children, as did other civilians and relatives of The fighter, the defenders at the Alamo sought refuge in the mission, and you can understand why they'd want to be with their father and husband. You can go back to episode 12 and learn about the survivors of the Alamo. So, Lasoya is at this point an Alamo defender. Uh, Santa Ana lays siege to the Alamo, and the battle, of course, occurs on March 6th, 1836. Jose Toribio Lozoya's body was found in the chapel of the mission and was burned with the other bodies. His wife and his three children, however, survived. Now here's where it gets confusing. The Alamo uh, and the Battle of the Alamo may be one of the most written about topics in Texas history. I am not and do not purport to be an Alamo scholar, although I have read uh, most if not all, of the Alamo books and countless articles and other sources about the Alamo. But despite all the writing and all the investigation, we still don't know for sure who was in there, who escaped, who survived. We've got a good idea, and we'll never know for sure, and that's okay. We don't have to know for sure. So I mentioned earlier, Toribio's wife is Maria, but in one account, uh, uh, the Soya female surviving the Alamo is identified as Concepcion. In fact, one book says Concepcion and one son. Toribio had uh, three children that supposedly went into the Alamo for refuge. Uh, she had a sister, Toribio's wife, or Concepcion, had a sister, Juana. Juana was married to a man named Melton. She also, Juana Melton also said to have survived the Alamo. Pick up another book and you read the account of Enrique Esparza, who was a young child at the time of the battle. If you go back to that Survivors of the Alamo episode, episode 12, you'll see this. Enrique Esparza gave a very well-known account of the battle on November 9th 1901. However, he was quite elderly at the time. He says, Mrs. Concepcion Lasoya and her three children, a daughter and two sons. Was it Maria? Was it Concepcion? These accounts will get repeated over and over by historians, so I'm not going to sit here and say we know for sure, but suffice to say there were most likely, Lasoya survivors at the Alamo. For our purposes, however, Jose Toribio Lasoya, did not survive. He went down as a hero of the Alamo with his fellow defenders. And I want to say something about that right quick before we get to getting there. It is perfectly acceptable to refer to the defenders of the Alamo as heroes. They were. They did exactly what they said they would do in the face of certain death and fight the tyrannical army of a brutal dictator, Santa Ana. That's worth celebrating. Throughout history, there are those who will criticize the Battle Battle of the Alamo as militarily insignificant, or what have you. Fine, we can argue about that. Still others, and some fairly recent, will attempt to use the Alamo, as many have done throughout history, for their own political purposes an attempt to tear down rather than an attempt to build up. Well, you know, it's fine to have arguments about the historical significance of the battle, the ideals of the Texas Revolution, etc., etc. But it's equally acceptable in these days, I would argue more necessary than ever, to find heroes and men who will stand and fight for what they believe in. The Alamo defenders were such men. Jose Toribio LaSoya was such a man. Alamo defender, Tejano hero. Well, now we come to the part of the episode I call Getting There, where I'll tell you where to go see a couple of things I talked about in the Alamo in the episode. Excuse me, I do not have to, I should not have to tell anyone listening to this podcast how to go see the Alamo. Go to San Antonio right now. And uh, go visit the Alamo. The Alamo is under renovation. The area is uh, being redesigned and should turn out hopefully to be wonderful. There's going to be many more exhibits, more museum space, the incredible Phil Collins collection. is going to be housed in a building that's under construction right now. Go there and celebrate the Alamo. If you're listening to this episode before March 6th, uh, if you go there March 6th for dawn at the Alamo, I guarantee you, it is a special and moving experience. There is also a La Soya House exhibit there. Um, the location where the famous 18-pound cannon that Travis fired in answer to Santa Ana's surrender demand was at the location of the La Soya House. Um, so in the southwest corner of the original Alamo compound, so southwest of the present-day church, was the location of the La Soya House. And there's some information there uh, about the house and a little bit about life in Behar in addition to the exhibit with the cannon. It's uh, well worth your time. And to learn more about that, go to www.thealamo.org and you'll find a page dedicated to what they call the 18-pounder La Soya House exhibit. Well worth spending a little time there. That wraps it up for this episode of Wise About Texas. Thanks for listening today. Go find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wise About Texas. Email me host at wiseabouttexas.com with your own Alamo Reminisces, and stories and scholarship if you've got some. Uh, like and share the Wise About Texas Facebook page. And most importantly, remember the Alamo. Go out and do something for Texas today. Until next time, God bless Texas, and we'll see you down the road.